0: Today, we are talking about life coaching. Asking the questions like, what does it mean to be a life coach? When would I need a life coach? Simply, what's the difference between life coaching and therapy? I had the privilege of sitting down with Letitia Anderson, founder and CEO of LL Anderson Coaching and creator of Embrace Your Ugly, everything that makes you unique, genuine, love, and simply you. Letitia has been a well-established, certified life coach for many years. She specializes in coaching her clients through childhood trauma, and mindset shifting. She also sits on the board of the Chamber of Commerce of Lady Lake in Leesburg, Florida, where she serves the community in offering her services to those in need. Letitia is known internationally, coaching many around the world from Belize to Canada to Africa. Let's take a listen as Letitia educates us on life coaching. Hello. to help a sister out podcast. I'm your host, Lady D. Okay, so today on this episode, we are talking about all things life coaching. And I'm super excited to have Letitia Anderson here with me um, to help us understand what life coaching is all about and what exactly is a life coach. So Letitia, I guess I want to kind of just jump right into the first question. Uh, What is a life coach?
1: Mm-hmm. Well a lot of people have that question Eric uh, and the uh, one way I can say it is life coaching therapy all those things all choose to empower is just how they go about it So as a life coach is for people willing to achieve certain goals in life. So there are things that you're targeting and you need someone to show you, help provide the tools, resources, and a strategic plan of action to be implemented by you. So a life coach is there to empower you, not just simply encourage you, but empower you.
0: Okay. So then that comes, that leads me to my next question as to why would a person need a life coach? So when people
1: go to life coaches, that means it doesn't have to be a poor person or a person that doesn't have as much as everybody else. Anyone can go to a life coach. It's because you realize that there are things out there that you're trying to do and you're not sure how to do it. So my clients, for example, are about mindset. So they get entangled of the things that they've been conditioned to, and it's almost like a wall or a barrier. So we create boundaries. We create goals. We create milestones so that they can achieve those things, be it in their career, um, overcoming procrastination, time management. These are things that you do to get your life organized.
0: Okay. So you kind of also serve as like their accountability partner. Right. To help the people
1: achieve like the highest level of happiness or success or whatever it is that they want
0: to do. So, yes. Okay. That's awesome. So that segues me into my next question in regards to like, are there different types of life coaches, like professional, personal, like, or are you all kind of, and when I say you all life coaches, you kind of touch on whatever area it is that that client is kind of presenting to you. Is there any area that is kind of off limits with life coaching? Actually, no. It's just that each life coach does something different. So
1: I specialize in trauma. That's what I specialize in. So I focus on mindset. Then there are coaches that may be a financial life coach, meaning we're going to discuss finances, helping you achieve those goals. Then you have purpose mind coaches. You have life coaches. You have spiritual life coaching. So again, the whole purpose is that basically we're trying to help you achieve the highest level that you can achieve in that particular area. And life coaches generally have a specific target or specialization.
0: Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about um, your your business and how you kind of gotten into life coaching and what has developed you into this whole segue? Because it seems like life coaching it probably has always been around, but it seems to be more popular now uh, than before. So, can you tell us a little bit a little bit about your journey and? how you kind of discovered and kind of became a life coach. So honestly,
1: believe it or not, it started for me in church being on the dance team. And when I got older, I was able to go to other churches and help them establish dance teams. So I started my own business as interpretations, which basically means to go beyond what you see. And I started going in and doing foundational work. The way I was brought up is not about the entertainment. It's about the spiritual side. But Mm -hmm. I realized most people were focused on the entertainment side of it. And so I started establishing rules and things that they had to do. In the midst of that, we would have things that I had called rap sessions. So I started doing it with the different girls and the different churches that I had. That escalated into, like, family intervention. And so it was like I was sitting in homes and then... It wasn't just the child that needed something. It was the mom or the dad or the stepdad or the younger sister. And so now I'm sitting there trying to figure out and how to articulate that this is bigger than just dancing or this is bigger than just sending your child off to do something. And I realized that I was good at it. And so in 2014 or so, I decided to go back to school. And in the midst of that, I was going to do psychology, but I don't like school. (laughs) So so I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And I started looking up life coaching and everything that life coaching was, was what I already had been doing since 2010. I just never put a name to it. I never understood what it was that I was doing, but I was good at what I did. And so I took a class so I can become certified, so I can have my credentials. And I graduated, I got my AA, and it all my classes were psychology classes, which made me understand the life coaching aspect more. And so it grew. What manifested out of interpretations was Embrace Your Ugly. Many people... Started asking me other questions, you know, how do you get past this? How do you get past that? How did you get here? And a lot of it was based off the trauma of me being violated, molested, abused, verbally, mentally bullied. And I couldn't explain articulate it at that time, like in 2016, I couldn't articulate it, but embrace your ugly took a life of its own. Mm -hmm. And I had to articulate, I had the ability to understand how to articulate that trauma, be it good or bad, especially that takes place in your childhood, conditions you to the life that you live right now. And if you don't embrace those ugly things in your life, they will guide
0: you. That is so profound and so um, directly personal to every person, be it female or male, uh, because you actually go on your social media live um, (laughs) and, and, and embrace your ugly before the world. How empowering is that for you?
1: um it keeps you strong as a person even though I teach everybody to embrace their ugly I still had battles private battles private struggles and so it teaches me that I gotta keep doing it it's not something that you do one time and it just goes away right because a lot of things that we've conditioned ourselves to I like to say the ugly prison that we hold ourselves in Mm -hmm. we've been there a long time So, yeah, you've been institutionalized to the prison life of ugly and it has conditioned you to operate in such a dysfunctional behavior, which simply means abnormal behavior that you're not going to just boom, I'm done the next day. That's not how this works. When anybody has been locked up for a long period of time, we say Mm -hmm. they've been what? Institutionalized. There are habits that has to be broken. There's a mindset that has to shift. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing that happens with your mindset. If I've been conditioned to think poverty, everything I do is going to be poverty. It don't even mean nothing that I got a good job. I'm still going to live paycheck to paycheck because my mindset has been conditioned to the poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. And until I break that, I'm gonna always be in poverty.
0: Mm, so the strong power of the mind. Yep. <laughs> wow. wow. That's that's great stuff, Leticia. So let's uh, let me ask. So with life coaching, um, is there a time limit on that? Is that long term or short term intermediate? Like, how does that work? So when you when you take on a client, um, you know, to start coaching them through different areas of their lives? Is there a cutoff point or is it continual? It just all, all depends. So a life
1: coach that kind of does a la carte stuff, a lot of times I found out and figured out that that's because they haven't figured out what they specialize in. I tell my clients that we're going to be together for three months. Like this first aspect okay. is three months. And that's what most life coaches will tell you. It's always month to month, but you want to get to, in order for it to work, you're going to need three months and you can kind of tell how it's going to go within two weeks. Okay. Because in two weeks, there has to be a shift.
0: Got you. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So now the big question that I want to ask, and I know uh, our listeners really want to kind of get some clarity and understanding in is what's the difference with life coaching versus therapy? Because it kind of seems like it's tottering on the lines of therapy. So that's what I try to be very specific about.
1: Life coaching is like you're trying to achieve Goals, You know what I'm saying? There are habits. And life coaching, you never sit in your past a long period of time. Therapy helps heal wounds, right? I just happen to be able to do both. But I am a life coach. So anytime I see like one of my clients keep going back to the past, they keep just going back to that place. Mm -hmm. That's when I know we have to shift to therapy. Because one thing I'm adamant about is if I don't specialize in something, if that's not my area, that's a true life coach. They have connections to get you where you need to be. You don't have to stop life coaching. Life mm-hmm. coaching and therapy can go hand to hand. But if you need about an hour every week just about the things that you've been through, you need a therapist. Because a life coach doesn't do that. We, we may be on it. Like there are things that I did because of my past. So if I was to coach myself, I would go there for a little minute just to say, you know, you do this because of this. Now let me show you how to not do that. I went, I sat for a minute and I got up and I moved forward. Because if I keep going back and sitting back there, there's something else deeper. And that's not a life coach's job unless they're a licensed therapist.
0: Got it. So it's a matter of if your clients continue to go back to that place and stay there and there's no progression. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I, I think I clearly understand the difference now because it, <laughs> it at first you're kind of like, isn't that like therapy though a little bit? So uh, the next question um, I have for you is, So I guess you kind of already answered it in a sense. But if you can elaborate just a little bit more to give uh, more clarity and understanding. In the coaching session, transitioning that to therapy, as you said, life coaching and therapy can kind of go hand in hand. But I guess, um, is it more important for the client to understand um, that, okay, This happens. So I probably need to talk to my therapist versus my life coach, because it just kind of seems like, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, you the therapist and the life coach is kind of operating on the same wavelength, sort of say. And there's no conflicting uh, coaching or therapy advice that is given. Like, how do you work through that?
1: You have to be very intentional about the goals that you're trying to achieve. So a life coach has the ability, you're, it's going to happen. Every life coach is going to be in a session where you're going to feel like you're in therapy because they cross lines so quick. Because most people are hindered by the things of their past. Mm-hmm. That's a given. But if a life coach is specific, like if I'm supposed to be dealing with credit, right? Because I do financial coaching, then that don't have nothing to do with per se your past. Mm-hmm. Unless you've seen your daddy waste the money or your mom not budget money. Good. You get what I'm saying? So that's right. the lifestyle that you notice. But if it's something else triggering a whole nother emotion, because again, psychotherapy really goes into the emotion of a thing because now you're looking for a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you go to therapy, I've been diagnosed with anxiety or I've been diagnosed with therapy. I mean with um, like, what else you could be diagnosed with like anxiety or depression. depression. Mm-hmm. I've been diagnosed with a thing. Uh, life coaching does not diagnose you with anything. Life coaching literally leads you to achieve the goals to succeed in life.
0: Okay. So if I was to come to, um, to you and say, I feel like I need a life coach to help me um, achieve my goal in being able to say no to people. Mm-hmm. Would that be, uh, would I be a client that you would take on?
1: Yes, that's because I specialize in trauma. So I understand the power and the importance of no. So if if they don't have a specialty in certain areas, they're not going to be per se as beneficial as somebody that specializes in that area. So the reason you can't say no is because you've been conditioned to that. Meaning it started probably at childhood where you felt the need to always appease people. Mm -hmm. Right? And Mm -hmm. so you didn't set boundaries because no one showed you how to set boundaries. You were not verbal in the fact that whatever you're asking me to do is causing me to be inconvenienced. So then we would establish activities and tools and resources to help you set those boundaries into your now because i can't change anything that already happened Mm -hmm. so we only focus on what is in the now and in the midst of that you can say you know what i may need a little bit more help or like this is working for me because there are a lot of people where once they understand the need for the boundary because the say no thing i actually do a segment about just saying no however you got to say it um then that's all they need. They don't necessarily need therapy. They just need somebody to show them the tools about setting boundaries, good, healthy boundaries.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So um, my uh, last question is, how successful is it in having a life coach? Well, when I look at
1: my clients, they come from like different, Areas socially, economically. So that's how I govern the success of life coaching. I don't look for the temporary quick. Like if you've ever noticed on social media, I coach my clients into 10K or 10,000 in a month, or I coach my clients, or I coach my coaching clients mm-hmm. into making bids. I don't look at my clients as, um, profits or gains, because that don't mean anything. I can convince you to give me a lot of money if I need you to, mm-hmm. right? If I'm good at the power of persuasion, mm-hmm. but if you are trying to help someone really and fully achieve that, then I've seen success with my clients that are long term. Cause I do have clients that are a year, but guess what? In three months we're shifting. There are different phases to this. Technically we will operate on four phases. The first phase you're pretty much acknowledging accepting embracing and evolving that next phase that you're doing is that you're walking in the authority you're declaring and decreeing and then you're possessing what's rightfully yours In mm-hmm. that second phase is when you realize if you need therapy because a lot of times you're shifting and changing but if you've connected with somebody that connected with you when you were dysfunctional then now you look like the problem mm-hmm. because you ascended from where they are at And then you're frustrated with them. But if you didn't invite them to the come up, then they're not going to come up. So it's like, it's (laughs) like, so for me, success is when I see my clients, when I know they started, like I had one client who started, she had three separate jobs. She's a lawyer, but she's a tax lawyer. And so she had three separate type of jobs that she was doing and she wanted to operate successfully in her business. Well, for the first three months, we had to acknowledge a lot of this stuff was your, was her this is what you believe, no matter what you say, you're operating in your belief by that second, by that time we ended that third month going into the fourth month, because she knew she needed to extend. She dropped that down to that. She was only working one project and the rest of the time she's been focusing on her business. Mm. That to me is success.
0: Okay. Okay. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. So now I want to ask this question is not, it's not, um, written down. But I want to ask, because in all of your explanation that I've heard you state, it sounds as though there is a, a inspirational tone to that. So I know that um, you never know what type of clients may come knocking at your door or reaching out to you for your services and your background and your, um, your belief is faith-based. So how do you um, either incorporate that or kind of not necessarily push that to the side, but introduce that to someone that may be a non-believer or don't have so much of a faith-based lifestyle? Well, a lot of my clients
1: do not have faith-based, and I like that because sometimes those that I'm just going to say that are faith-based, faith-based and been rooted in a particular religion It's hard to get them past pastor said. Mm. This is what my pastor said. Mm -hmm. And that irritates me as a coach, because if your pastor was as good as that, you wouldn't be here. So now you have to understand that in order for you to tell me, like, if I tell you I'm faith based, I'm not telling you that you have to do this. I'm going to tell you the tools that I use. Mm -hmm. And if you use them properly, then you will succeed so i am a life coach meaning if i see you drowning i'm coming and i'm gonna bring all the tools that i got and the tools that i got are faith-based but guess what you may not need a whole the whole lifeboat you might just need a Mm raft, or you might just need me to reach my hand out and pull you up i'm equipped with that because of my faith but i also know how to articulate to someone who may not be ready for that like if i say so as a man thinketh so is he that's not just because it's in the Bible. That's because it's fact. Right. If you believe a thing, that's the thing that's going to manifest that science. That's everything. Just so happened, it's in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. So you just have to learn how to utilize the tools needed to you that you need to use in that moment. And I'll never deny my belief but I also understand that my belief shines through even when I don't say anything.
0: I love it. Yes, it does. does. I love it. I love it. You might've stepped on some toes with that. Uh, Well, if your pastor said, why are you here? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) My goodness. But some would even often say, dude, um, what are your thoughts on, on that? Actually, specifically um, pastors And life coach. Um, I think there's a benefit, you know, if your pastor is a life coach, but not necessarily your pastor has to be a life coach. So is there a difference with that? Because we know that pastorship is more on the spiritual side. It's giving guidance and biblical instruction from the revelation that um, they may have received from the heavenly father. Right. Uh, Whereas life coaching is more practical. Is that kind of the concept? Right. And you
1: just really have to think about this. Either you're going to be my pastor, or you're going to be my life coach because pastor has members. Life coaches have clients. They are not the same. So you have to be willing to understand the difference. Now you can utilize the school, the skills. If you know how to life coach people and do that, it'd be amazing. Like to me, a pastor that could do that. Oh, that is amazing. But you got to look at it again. As a client, there are certain things about your life I should know. Mm -hmm. as your pastor i kind of have more insight into stuff that maybe i should and should not know Mm -hmm. so can i am i strong enough to differentiate between when you need the
0: pastor and you need Mm -hmm. the life coach that's right that's key that's key i love it i love it leticia this has been awesome i've learned a lot about life coaching because like i stated um this um this role or this position, it seems to be a lot more popular now, um, going along with like branding and all of that coaching. And you're right, the different types of coaches. Uh, let me coach you on branding. Let me coach you into making 10K in 30 days. And it's, it's a lot. Um, but how, how long has life coaching been on the scene? honestly
1: it's been around for a long time but for the last seven years it became popular because it was considered quick money meaning you could get five thousand from a client from one person depending on what you had to do you just had to calculate your time Hmm. so it no longer came about kind of sort of helping people succeed it came more so about how quickly can i line my pockets because a true life coach ain't trying to keep you that long Mm -hmm. Like they want to get you. And then if I'm going to keep you long term, that means we're growing together. Mm -hmm. And so for the last, I want to say probably like 10 years, maybe it became more popular and more popular because basically all you're doing is showing somebody how to coach their life. That's it. It's like a football player that may already have the talent and the skill, but don't have the know-how, how how to utilize the tools that he already has. So he goes to his football coach that teaches him how to do the plays. It doesn't strip away his skills. It just teaches him how to utilize it to the best of the ability. That's all I do.
0: Mm, I love that analogy. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So listen, so how can our listeners follow you? Uh, tell them what you have going on and how they can get in contact with you.
1: Oh, wow. So you can reach me at LetitiaAnderson.org um, or LLAnderson.org um, and you can see me on social media, um, LL Anderson Coaching, either Facebook or what's the other one? Instagram that I have. I'm also working on a book called Embrace Your Ugly specializing in the trauma of childhood and you can also reach me and I'm so horrible because we just got it. I feel so amazing now because we officially have a 1-800 number mm-hmm. for our clients. And that makes me feel like, you know, it's like those little things that yes. get you excited. Yes. And so you can reach me at one 810 1501 and we will get you set up consultations are complimentary for 30 minutes. So I'll give you a complimentary consultation for 30 minutes. And you can also listen to our podcast called Embrace Your Ugly on any of the platforms that you podcast. we're on all of them.
0: So pretty much that's it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been amazing. I know that I've learned a lot about life coaching and uh just the differences between coaching and therapy and um you know what's the goal and what's the expectation of a life coach and at what point in my life do I need to say hey I might need to talk to a life coach uh so (laughs) this has been very beneficial I thank you for joining us on the show and as always we pray much blessings and success to you and all of your endeavors thank you so much for joining us Thank you for having me. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. Well, ladies, there you have it. You have just listened in to my interview with Letitia Anderson of LL Anderson Coaching out of Lakeland, Florida. She clearly explained to us what exactly is a life coach. When would you need a life coach? And what's the difference between life coaching and therapy? I think she did a phenomenal job laying the groundwork and kind of explaining to those of us who may not have known exactly what is the role of a life coach uh, in the lives of their clients? So I hope that you enjoyed that episode and I hope that you take um, some valuable nuggets from some of the things that she's stated from childhood trauma to shifting your mindset and just go and check her out on her Embrace Your Ugly podcast. I promise you won't regret it. So listen, for the Help a Sister Out podcast, this is our final episode for this season. If you've been a faithful listener, listen Listening from episode one all the way up to episode seven, I say thank you. I say a big, fat, huge thank you for your support. Thank you for coming along this journey with me. I'm excited for what 2022 has in store for you and what it has in store for us. So take this time as you embark on the holiday season, love your family members harder. Hug them a little longer, show your gratitude and appreciation to those who matter most in your life, and just take some time for you and just think about what are some of the things that I want to accomplish? What goals do I want to set out for myself in 2022? I look forward to seeing you in 2022 and speaking with you and bringing some new, more in-depth and exciting content for our second season. So we're going to take a break. And enjoy the last few weeks of 2021, because 2021 has been a rough year. It's been a rough year for America. It's been a rough year for everyone. We suffered a lot of loss. We suffered a lot of hurt, but we're still here. That's the thing that we have to focus on. Though we have may have been knocked down, though we may have been hurt, though we may have been impacted, we are still here here we are still here amongst the living yes that pain that you may feel may feel unbearable at this moment but know that it gets easier with time And help is on the way. So be strong, my sister. Be encouraged. Be of good cheer. And just love on yourself and love on your family members. And until 2022, we'll come back with a new, bigger, and greater season uh, in season two. So stay tuned. Go back and listen to some of the previous episodes if you want to stay connected with us. Feel free to send me an email at helpasisteroutpdc. That's help a sister out, P as in Peter, D as in David, C as in cat, at gmail.com. Or connect with me on Facebook at Lady Dunn Speaks or on Instagram at HelpAsister. As always, it's a pleasure having you, my friends. Tune in and listen to the show and listen to this episode. I am so excited. And I can't wait to see the new you in 2022. So remember, I'm your host, Lady D, and I'm just here to help a sister out. Until next time, love and blessings.